Hi guys, I'm Claire. And I'm Katie. And welcome back to the Margarita Madness podcast. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> I feel like we always do a little like woo, woo. after. It's just so exciting. <laughs> so exciting, so exciting. It's a Thursday, people. Happy Thursday. Yep. We're recording this in the week. an hour before I have to go to practice. We're really on top of things, clearly. We we love this for us. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll get back to a normal like schedule at some point but things just get so crazy in november like at school especially because to be honest i don't know if this is true for you but my school is done classes in like two and a half weeks or something random like that three weeks two and a half weeks like very soon so there's a lot of stuff going on and for us social work gals who don't have exams we have huge projects coming up that we have to finish so that's it's been busy um, mm-hmm. And if you don't know, I work for my school. I uh, am a marking assistant, uh, I guess that's what it's called, uh, for a prof. So I'm going to have to mark all of his exams when they uh, Oof, are we done. That. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of have, so I guess I've said this before, like I'm a geography student. So usually I don't have many exams. I think the most I've ever had before was two. So like not even that bad. Um, but this year... I have three and uh, plus like final projects and stuff. So these next couple weeks are like, literally, will I survive? Who knows? Well, um, I make it through. <laughs> but my last exam is December 23rd at 7 p.m. Ask me how I'm feeling about it. Um, I'm not feeling great about <laughs> it because as we've discussed, I'm a big Christmas gal. She loves and I feel Christmas. like I can't get in the Christmas vibes until my exams are done until like <laughs> then my exam's going to be done i'm going to go to bed and it's going to be christmas eve christmas eve and the vibes are already going to be like wrapping up you know so like <laughs> it's just really it's just really unfortunate so catch me playing christmas music while studying for exams <laughs> i personally haven't had an exam since first semester of first year yeah i i don't even know yeah I, well like it's been so long. Yeah. I I yeah. took my first test in like three years, a few weeks ago, um, and I'm only gonna have two for the whole semester. Tests, not even yeah. exams, and they're open book. And I'm here like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Busy yeah. Well, I feel like um, for me, I think actually, yeah, like the most I've ever had is like one or two, and it's not for my geography courses because those are usually like projects and labs. They've been from like my electives. So I took like a gender course last year and like um, a sociology course like for my electives. So those are what my exams have been in. But this year, my remote, like my two geography, two of my geography classes that I'm taking, for some reason, have, ex- have exams <laughs> from 35%. And oh, I, wow. I don't like that. I don't, I don't love it. Um, I don't love it. Yeah. Um, um, if you're in a program that has exams, tests, what have you, good luck. Um, good luck even if you don't have exams but I just I would I would be particularly stressed if I had exams please pray for us who are in programs who don't usually have exams but for some reason (laughs) this year have a lot (laughs) Uh, pray for us starting a a placement next semester and actually have to put their uh, knowledge to the test oh my god use their actual degrees I'm so excited for you. That's going to be so fun. I'm excited, but I'm nervous because I actually have to use my degree. And though I know I've learned things, I feel like I won't be able to translate that into actual practice. So, uh, I just feel to- like you 
are just nervous because like you haven't but I feel like once you do you'll be like okay like I got this yeah just to preface like a lot of social work is just theories but then you then have to apply it to counseling mm-hmm. like but then how are you going to apply it differently to every different person you're working with because they're going to yeah. be different it's it's a terrifying thought yeah if I am your counselor you'll be fine yeah. we'll get through it together <laughs> yeah so do you only do placement like next semester like you don't have any actual like classes i have class and placement i will be taking four classes and placement so that's almost a full course load plus full-time job that's so fun she's she's busy she's a busy gal busy busy gal but uh we're still getting the pod up on a thursday we love that um this is also very rough because not that this is like this is a really good thing actually, but my mom and brother's birthday are a week apart and Ooh. they're on Tuesdays this year, which is when we usually record. So like this Tuesday was my brother's and on Tuesday is my mom's. And we usually record Tuesday nights. So like obviously I'm spending time like with them on their birthday, so we weren't able to, so hence why. Hence why we're here. Yeah, um, so my bad, guys. <laughs> not that anyone can see me except for Claire, but I put my hair into a, an interesting mullet-like <laughs> object. Like <laughs> I do look like a founding father. I'm not sure why I have a mullet, but that's fine. Also, if you hear that George ding, Washington, is that you? My dad would like to let us all know that he's going for a walk. Have a good time, Dad. Have a good walk, Dad. Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> we love that. We Do love we want to talk about our highlights of the week? Unless there's anything yeah. else you want to update us on? Yeah, I mean, my highlight. Okay, so, again, really, really not doing too much. So, I guess my highlight was my brother's birthday. Honestly, like, I love my brother so much. I just get, like, so sad. Not sad, but, like, in my feels about him turning a year older because like in my mind he's just always like this little kid and now he's like 17 and like he's not and like I'm just so proud of him like yeah I feel that yeah like he got his OUAC code today so he's like applying Uh. for universities like I'm just a very proud sis I could cry (laughs) I I felt the same way when my brother was starting all that university stuff I just yeah so yeah it was it was really fun though we like played some games and had a cake and facetimed our fam which is obviously very chaotic because they're all older but like it was that's what covid birthdays are now really no kidding um <laughs> yeah, that's my highlight what about you well, i'm what glad you had you guys had a fun time and you had a good birthday yeah it was so fun um my highlight of the week is so, for those of you who don't know, my two roommates, they just love dogs with a passion, like, more than anything in the whole world. So, so over the summer, they actually fostered a different dog. Her name was Dakota. Miss you, girl. Hope you're doing good in Mississauga now. Um, hope you're thriving, Dakota. Hope you're I know thriving, you're but, um, I know you're out there. I know you're a subscriber. <laughs> but um, we actually got a different foster dog this week. She's so cute. She's so little. Her name's oh Peanut, but sometimes we call her Snoop because she looks like Snoop Dogg in a poncho. Look oh, up Snoop Dogg so wearing a poncho adorable. and then picture a small dog wrapped in a blanket. That's what that's what she looks like. Literally so adorable. Wish we could show you guys pics, but we... Maybe I'll post one for, for the advertisement of this uh, episode. Oh, a picture yes. of Peanut. We'll post it on the gram. She loves being held mm-hmm. and to hold you. If you leave her and you're not touching her or if she's not touching you, she does scream. 
like a small child. For reference, it sounds like this. So that's really that was really lovely to hear the first night and any time that. that I walk away. But that's okay. Still love her. <laughs> She's still cute. We love that. Yeah, so that's that's what's new in my life. I now have a child. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Very, very happy for you and your adventure. Thank you. (laughs) So I guess now we'll piggyback off that. What are you looking forward to this week, girly? Hmm. What am I looking forward to? I didn't even think about this one. What is this week coming up? I don't even know. It's the week of the 23rd. I feel like this is just an an insignificant week this week. I just have schoolwork that I'm doing. I don't know. Oh, I do think we have slight plans. So if, if you're on the TikTok, if you've seen TikTok. If you're on the TikTok, if, you sound like my you sound I'm, like my grandpa who went if you're on the talk talk. Yeah, so if you're on the talk talk, I'm not really I'm not really hip or with it with the times. I I don't really know how to work technology very well. So I've recently gotten on the TikTok and I don't know if you know the um People are doing PowerPoint nights where they create, like, PowerPoints with their friends and whatever. I want to do that so bad. So the very few people that my household is choosing to see, and we're being safe and following the rules for where we live, um, we um, are going to do PowerPoint night on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. That is so fun. Guys, if you have any topics, like, let me know what I should do because I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to make a PowerPoint. Oh, my gosh. I'm so not creative. So, like, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll get back to that. I have to ruminate on that. Thank you. Like, I've definitely, I'm not even on Talk Talk. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I really, like, I really love the idea of TikTok, but, and I really want to, but I just, I already feel like I spend way more time than I should on my phone. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's because I'm a Twitter gal. So, oh, like, I between, don't have this one. <laughs> because, so, I think between, like, Instagram and Twitter, um, I'm already on my phone too much. Yeah. Um, because I, I already know like how many how much I scroll through like the reels on Instagram and like that would just be worse on TikTok. Yeah. So it's, I feel like I'm the only person in the world who still doesn't have it. You know, it brings me uh, brings me some joy and gives me a little bit of I, know. I don't know, like oh, I'm it's crack. like mindless like fun, you know what I mean? That I don't it's like I know I'm on my computer a lot, which is not good, but like when I'm on my computer, I'm doing work, so it's something to, like, take my mind off. Yeah, that, so. yeah. I'm probably going to crack, especially over the Christmas break. <laughs> like, now is definitely not the time to do it because it's, like, grind time. It but is grind time. I'm definitely going to crack and do it over the break. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, I have a couple things. Oh, wow. <laughs> she she usually, prepared this week, everyone. Um, so, as we know, uh, I'm exposing myself here. I'm a big Shawn Mendes fan. Like, she love is. him. Like, and, you know how much she talks about Taylor Swift? Like, it might be equal with that. Okay. Um, if you don't know me, uh, you wouldn't know that I kind of have an obsessive personality. Like, I don't just like something. I, <laughs> like, love it. So I'm very much looking forward to um, Shawn Mendes' new song coming out, well, I guess, like, Friday, but, like, midnight tonight, um, with Justin Bieber. And I'm very excited about it because we love our Canadian boys. <laughs> So I'm very excited about that. And I'm also excited because on the 23rd, which is Monday, he has a documentary coming out on oh, Netflix. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. 
Yeah, and so I always love watching documentaries on like famous people. Like, I just feel like you really get an insight, and I mean, I mean, like who knows how real the documentaries even are, but like you just really get an insight into them. If you want a documentary that's short and easy to watch, that I thoroughly enjoyed, Justin Bieber came out with like a series about himself on uh, YouTube. It's good, yeah. I I very much enjoyed it every time it's, that I've seen it, like four times. Yeah, so yeah, like I feel like. And I feel like this is, like, basic, but I feel like um, when you think of people famous, you don't often think about, like, a person. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. think of, like, their song or, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, when someone's yeah. so famous, you don't even think of them as, like, a person. So I really like seeing documentaries because I'm like, oh, like, this is a person. Like, this is what, like, them as a kid or, like, whatever. Like, when they're explaining their, like, upbringing. So um, I'm very excited about that. And my third thing is my mom's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> um, Happy birthday, Kara. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Tara. I love you. I don't know if she listens to this. Love you, too. <laughs> if she does, we love you. Um, I just love birthdays. birthdays like, yeah. I really like celebrating the important people in my life. Um, uh, and shout out to my friend, Steph. It's her birthday today. Oh, shout out, Steph. Happy birthday, Steph. I also don't know if she listens to this, but I'm shouting her out anyway. Um, and so, oh, and I'm also looking forward to seeing her this weekend because it's her birthday so well happy birthday to all that is yeah that's what i'm excited for um i had to go off because it's the most exciting week i've had in a while so wow busy gal if you want another update in mine and claire's lives not sure if you do before we get into this episode but i'm going to tell you anyways we want to give you all the updates yeah Um, we we uh both went to shoppers today separately of course but (laughs) Claire didn't know that Shoppers Day, Shoppers Day, wow, I'm losing my mind, Seniors Day at Shoppers is Thursdays, and there's a really big Shoppers near my house, and it's always popping, and the only day I go to Shoppers is on Thursday when I come home to Toronto, so Mm -hmm. I can take the car and, like, run my mom's errands for and all this stuff, and not once have I seen a line uh, outside the Shoppers, except for, like, in the summer when they were doing that, like, intensely, like, have lines outside and you have to wait. And until like last week last week yeah. there was a line like around the shoppers i was like pardon me yeah. and i was the yeah. only one that wasn't a senior even today it was really popping i was like oh my god yeah. yeah well yeah like i said we we went like for totally suck like yeah not like, even relevant um, but i but i went at like the one um the bigger one near my house i, I don't want to like expose our i know which one you're talking about but, like, i know the bigger the bigger one a little bit further from my house um, like not the closest one and it was wild then um because uh I guess it was like double points for seniors like it wasn't just seniors day it was like double points or whatever um and so that happened and it's just wild because they are very slow in line like I'm sorry seniors but I was like waiting in line and I had like two things and it took like forever <laughs> but it's okay it's fine. we do love seniors not hating on the seniors no we just I mean, we just I choose to go on seniors day <laughs> i am a senior i should be getting the seniors discount i should be getting um, the seniors discount also i would just like to say um i'm drinking a socialite so socialize listening and wants to sponsor us please do 
would be great. I really enjoy your brand. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am drinking water because I need to hydrate before practice. Yes. Well, I'm only having one and I'm also hydrating. So we're really not getting too wild on a Thursday night. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's also Grey's night. So that's why. If you're a, a watcher of Grey's Anatomy, please don't spoil anything. Not that anyone <laughs> DMs me anyways. <laughs> And if you're not, what are you doing? Yeah, but if you're not, get on that. Um, we love it. Big fans of it. Um, if this is more of a hint of, please DM me again. Like I say in every episode. Specifically, I need DMs this week because I need to know what I should do for PowerPoint night. Yeah. Oh my god, I have seen some, and it's like, um, what celebrities like. Like, whoever else is there, it's like, you match them with celebrities they should date and, like, kind of explain why. That's pretty good. I like that. Or it's, like, my, or it's like my friends is a trend, so, like, you'll... Oh, that's also good. Like, like my that. friends is a meme, or, like, my friends is a TikTok video. Good. Like I was thinking, there's ones that I've seen where it says uh, how many, like, years in jail people could get if the group ch- chat got exposed oh <gasps> that one's so funny but like the problem is the people that we're doing it with like i could do my household easily but the people that we're choosing to see at school are the people that i live with obviously and my roommate's boyfriend and his roommates because well she's the only one that has boyfriends who weren't going to be like no and yeah. we're friends with them too but i don't know them to the same extent Right, like they're not in the group chat. They're in a group chat, with oh, us, but they don't oh, okay. speak very much. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a little difficult. I could make things up. Like I know some things, yeah. but yeah, it's okay. Well, you'll 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 you'll. Come I'll, up hopefully, I'll get DMs. So someone would let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. I, however, I'm not having fun with PowerPoint because I'm doing a presentation worth like, like I think forty percent of my mark for that's Monday. So I'm not having fun with PowerPoint, but it's it's fine. Well, it's fine. I'm not going crazy over it. To you fine. on that. And side note: now that we've been talking for 20 minutes, maybe we should actually get into the topic of this episode. Yes. Okay. So we rambled, but uh, now we're getting really serious. Um, we are getting so, really serious. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you guys know this is a week we would normally do a true crime episode. Um, I guess this kind of kind of falls under that umbrella. It's, it's, it definitely does fall Um, under some type of crime (laughs) yeah um so we're actually going to be discussing the broad topic of indigenous issues in canada um i feel like a lot of the stories we cover are from uh the states Mm -hmm. and we just wanted to talk about a really really important and prevalent issue um a little bit closer to home this week yeah Um, i um I asked Claire like a, a week and a bit ago if we could do a true crime episode on some type of indigenous topic because mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my minors. I'm very passionate about it. And uh, I, I came to be passionate in the topic and writes on this because I did not know very much about Canada's history with indigenous peoples before mm-hmm. I went to university. Like, yeah like at all to be honest and the campus that i go to is close to the six nations reserve like quite literally borders it Mm -hmm. um so we have a big indigenous population and it is required 
there's like every program except for one is required to take intro to indigenous studies like required you have to so I took that in first year because I had to and then a lot of my social work courses are cross-listed with indigenous studies courses Mm -hmm. and I don't know I just I loved it because yeah I I think I've said this before that I've so when we went to catholic all-girls school like there's a lot of people that the same ideologies about things I guess because you're all going like kind of from the same like you learn the same things whatever mm-hmm. so it's really interesting when I came to university and I was learning this about the whole new culture and ways of life and whatever and uh and I just thought it was so interesting that there was just so many rights being violated that people didn't even know about so yeah. I decided to take it as my minor and I'm very excited to talk about this with yeah you and I'm excited to learn a lot more from you um I did I did do some research on this topic. Um, I am very, very interested in history. So I took um, history courses in high school. Um, I took a um, uh, genocide and crimes against humanity class specifically where we talked a lot about this. And then also in Canadian history, we did learn. We dabbled very little, little bit in it. Yeah, but I feel like I didn't quite get it to the extent that you would have had, like, learning it in yeah. university. Um, and I don't know, like, I guess I, I read the news and I I do consider myself well-educated. I mean, you know, like, I, I do let, I do read the news, I do mm-hmm. stay informed and stuff, um, but I feel like I, I didn't actually do a ton of research on uh, this topic and, you know, um, maybe that's a fault, uh, but I definitely did do some research for this episode, and specifically there was an episode of um, Canadian True Crime, which is another amazing podcast that did a podcast uh, covering a specific issue with Indigenous people and uh, their relationship with the police. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very interesting, and I think that's kind of what I think it was um, kind of what one got us wanting to touch on this topic. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do want to say before we start is, uh, like me, like, like I went to school and didn't know anything, like, you probably don't know that much unless you did your own research, um, to the people listening, uh, that just, um, educate yourselves, honestly, there's, in my mind, like, before I came to school, I knew that Indigenous culture was still a thing, but not to (laughs) the extent that it actually is, that it, it is so existent still, and you just wouldn't even know, Yeah. so just... Uh, honestly, educate yourself, find good resources, read some good books, they're out there. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty interesting to learn about a whole different way of, like, governing a community and their mm-hmm. culture and things. So, I think there's yeah. so much to learn. There, for, there really um, is, yeah. People who govern and live their lives in a different way and, you know, maybe even better ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much to learn from different yeah um would you like to start (laughs) yeah so i guess the first kind of general issue we're going to talk about is the issue of clean uh drinking water so um this is one i feel like a lot of i guess talked about quite a bit um but on reserves there's little access to clean drinking water uh from my research it's just because of like where the reserves are it's not in areas that are have secure water supply um and this results in a lot of you know, health issues that would come with having uh, unclean drinking water, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. and gastrointestinal issues, um, cancers and stuff from chemicals in the water. Um, and it's just 
very like very unsafe uh bad drinking water in a lot of places yeah i think this topic and a lot of the other ones really come back to the fact that reserves and a lot of other places where indigenous people live mostly if they want to live within their communities is um the land that was given back to them by the government that was originally stolen so it's mm-hmm. land that like it wasn't ideal in the first place because yeah, the government exactly. didn't want it and that's why they're it's giving like, it back it's like the government has given them back some land but not livable good not land. livable not like, enough to make up for it. what they already took and it, that yeah. does never that'll never make up the minimal amounts of land that they do give back is never enough to uh make up for everything that the uh, yeah. government has done so yeah. yeah like obviously having clean drinking water is a a problem but it's a result of other issues to begin yeah with. yeah um yeah and i feel like it's almost maybe this is wrong but like a type of control like mm-hmm, you know when sure. you have people in these kinds of conditions it's very easy to control them if that makes sense, you know what I mean? For sure it is. There is so many statistics on Indigenous people being a high population in incarceration, a high population of uh, children in uh, care are have Indigenous ancestry, a lot of uh, uh, people in hospitals and that need uh, medical care are Indigenous peoples because of all these um, problems that mm-hmm. are happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, if you want to learn more about the drinking water and things like that in reserve, you can look up, like, boil water, mm -hmm, that was not English, so sorry, the boil (laughs) water on reserves and things like that, where they actually have to boil their water before they drink it to make sure that it kills the, I don't even know, bacteria, bad things, everything, whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... I, I just can't even imagine like turning on my tap and not being able to drink the water. Like I just go and fill up a glass of water and I'm like, I know. great. I think, I think, and you know, my background is kind of the environment sort of. So I just take this to that too. Like the privilege it is to turn on water and have clean, safe drinking water. I think, and I'm guilty of this too. Like we often take it for granted. Like, there's so many areas and people and, and places who don't. And when you don't have that basic, like it, it's just a basic need. And when you don't have that, it's really hard to get for far. You know what I mean? Without the basic necessity of clean drinking water. Yeah. There's a lot of videos and articles and things you can read about. Um, uh, you can actually light the water on fire. In, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and in I just think like, no wonder these, uh, you know, reserves and stuff have so many health issues. It's because, like, like basic all, needs so are so many chemicals and basic and, needs aren't being met. Like, I, yeah. it it blows my mind honestly these topics that this is still yeah. Happening. And then you know, with these health issues, obviously they don't have very good access to health care either. So it's kind of like a cycle. You know, they don't have access to clean drinking water, so they get sick, and they don't have access to good health care. So. It is a cycle, for sure. There is a lot of uh, historic and colonial and ongoing trauma that is being faced, especially if you live out in um, remote reserves and places like that where there's just road conditions are not a, not good enough to be leaving the um, the area. And then, of yeah. course, you can't get health care yeah. because you can't even leave or you can't they can't come on to reserve and things like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's just far less yeah, than ideal. Yeah, and- 
again, it's like the aspect of control. It's like, you know, we want to control where you live. We want to control. We have control over the land you're given. We have control over the access you have to stuff. And it just shouldn't be up to government to decide who gets these things and who doesn't. Oh, for sure. And I think this does go back to a lot of... um like the U.S. just had their vote and being conscious about who you're voting for. But still here, there's politicians claim all the time that they'll, I don't know, do better for Indigenous people and stop violating their rights and things like yeah. that. But look at how many people have claimed that and look at what's still happening um, I know with Indigenous yeah. people. So I just being mindful about who you're supporting and what they support, I guess, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Our next topic that we're going to talk about is inadequate housing for indigenous peoples so they often live in crowded places uh just people wise and even within the same home well a lot of people because they don't have enough to afford like yeah yeah like there's not enough housing there's not a lot of they don't have enough money to afford it so you often have like multiple generations multiple families even living inside a home Mm -hmm. so 44 percent live in housing that needs major repairs uh, again, you can look up videos and things, and there's a lot of documentaries that I've watched where you you see houses that aren't even houses, not, not again, more just so many basic needs of human life not being met, and there's, like Claire said, generations of people living in that home, sometimes, like, great-grandmothers, grandmothers, all mothers and children, so many people living in one house, and it's not even adequate for one person, not enough space for one person. Yeah, again, and I feel like I'm kind of coming back to this, but it's, it's the idea that how can you build a functioning... I mean, I don't say they're not functioning. I, I don't know if this is the right way to say this, but how can you, you build a thriving, proper society of, of healthy people if you don't have access to the basic necessities of housing, clean drinking water, all of this stuff. Yeah, it's it's just not even. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Just gonna pop this in here because I feel like we should have said this at the beginning, but now it's coming to mind and it's not in our notes. But um, I think one really good thing that uh, my school at least tries to do. I don't know if it's specific to my school because they're so close to a reserve or just in general. I know my mom's school does sometimes is land acknowledgments and things. Uh, on my assignments, I put. I have to put land acknowledgments. Um, I I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but just acknowledging that you are on uh, Indigenous land and it's not yours and that uh, you're doing your best to educate yourself so uh, you don't continue this cycle of trauma. Yeah. Just thought I would yeah. pop that one in there. Yeah, I think it's really good that your school does that. I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh... <laughs> This is going to sound so bad. It takes up a little bit of my assignments. A little bit less to write. <laughs> so bad. I take... I just don't even listen to that part. But anyways, yeah. yeah. It's good that they yeah. do that. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah. Another really big issue is um, the lower levels of education. So, this is as a result of many not living close to schools. Um, and as a result of the residential school system... Uh, and the kind of the remnants of that. So the schools that are close often aren't adequately equipped to give a proper education. Yeah, this also goes on to um, just often... I know now that some universities have to keep specific spots for people of Indigenous ancestry open, but... um, 
often people don't have enough money to pay to go to university, which also just, it just adds to the cycle. Like if people aren't, if their parents aren't going to school because they had trauma from like colonial trauma and historic trauma from and intergenerational trauma from their parents going to residential school, then they're not going to go to university because they don't have the money because they didn't go to school. And then their kids don't have enough money because their parents didn't go to school. Yeah. And it just, it's ongoing. It, yeah. it, every kind of cycle here and it, it blows my mind. Yeah. And I think it kind of puts a distrust in the whole education and school system. If your grandparents or your, your grandparents or your parents went through residential schools, like you, you I don't know how comfortable Maybe this is just me, but I don't know. It, it must be kind of hard to trust get, the education. You know, trust the whole education process when that's your experience with it. Yeah, for sure. There, um, the intergenerational trauma is is crazy. There's yeah. all these stats that you can read that people who went, uh, who were forced into residential schools, don't have the skills to be parents because they never had parents because they lived at residential schools. Like they had them, but they weren't learning to be parents because they weren't with their parents. So then if you have a parent who was in a residential school, you're the outcome of not of them not knowing how to parent and other issues affecting them. So then you don't know how to parent your children. And it just, it like, everything is a cycle here, honestly. Um, yeah, it's very cyclical. I think that uh, we've talked about this a lot in my courses that there's no real i don't see any time in the near future uh a world where indigenous people can trust uh the canadian government i yeah. i i really i really don't there's as i said all these politicians will claim all these things that they're going to do for indigenous communities and and that never happens and ongoing trauma from everything that's already happened it, it is ongoing there's not enough resources for indigenous peoples and if there is resources they may not feel comfortable talking to the resources because they're not people of their community even if that's what you're looking for and there's just no access to resources and yeah 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 it's a <laughs> it's, it's a cycle it really is I, everything is it really is i just yeah i just don't see a world uh in and in, in the near future where people can trust and things yeah, like that again, like how, how it would be hard when again that's your experience right i uh, can't even imagine trying to live in a country where you don't feel safe anywhere or trust yeah. anything yeah that's just blows my yeah, mind it's hard anyways <laughs> lower income levels on average 25 percent uh 25 is lower than non-indigenous people like they um God, they make 25% less. Oh, less, so sorry. Yeah. I'm having all the text messages right now. What is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, this makes it really hard again to kind of break the cycle of poverty, right? Like, it's it's a whole other aspect of it. Like, if you're not making enough money, like, how could you, like, it would probably be hard to, like, live off reserve and, you know, get access to a lot of these things that you, what if they were being paid adequately and had proper employment? Not proper employment, but if they were compensated properly for their employment. Yeah, so Apparently. just going on that one, the high levels of unemployment, um, there's no increase between 2006 and 2016 of the amount of... Um, 2006 and 2016. Yeah, what did oh, I say? You said 2016 2016. Yep, that makes sense. So sorry, within those it's 10 a, years, there's a- no increase. Um, I My mind is just so upset with this topic that I can't even read anymore. Um, 
yeah, I, I can't even fathom these things. It just, it, it bothers me and I'm not even like, I'm a, uh, this is a topic we talk about a lot too in my program is that like, how uncomfortable do you feel being white when these things are brought up? Like, I know I wasn't a part of it, but like, I feel so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, it goes like it, it all comes back. Like it's all kind of connected, right? Like if you don't have employment and I guess I didn't put this in my notes, but there's also um, a much higher rate of substance abuse and suicide and all of this stuff within indigenous people. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're not employed, you're a lot like, I imagine it makes a lot more susceptible to those things. Yes. Higher addiction rates, higher violence, homelessness, mental health problems, yeah. intergenerational, historic, colonial trauma, yeah. incarceration, suicide, all higher than. And when you don't have proper employment and education to get proper employment and all this stuff, like it just kind of all goes together, you know? Yeah, there's, yeah, I, I don't even have words anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the higher levels of incarceration, uh, so Indigenous peoples account for 26% of incarcerations, but only 4% of the population uh, that are incarcerated. This is a result of the large part of targeting and profiling by the police. Yeah, so, yeah, um, one example I heard of this is something called Starlight Tours, which if you want to hear more about that, there's a very good episode on Canadian true crime about this. Um I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be very good at explaining about it, but it's basically a tactic used by police to suppress and assert control over and belittle Indigenous people. Yeah, even if you hear about missing and murdered Indigenous women, there's millions, I don't even know, so many unaccounted for by police. Yeah, just, like, where... and it goes much deeper than that, too. Yeah, there's just... I uh, I actually can't. There's so many stories about uh, Indigenous peoples being taken out in the middle of the winter to fields and things and left there by police. Yeah, Just, just to get exactly. rid of some of them. Like, pardon? Yeah. I, I yeah, can't just, even fathom. Again, it's like that whole thing of of control and, and you know, they want to assert their power and Yeah, all this all started because they wanted to uh, assimilate the culture and get rid of indigenous peoples. And it's it's ridiculous to me in this time of 2020 that there's rights for so many other people that why, why, why is this culture being terrorized? And I feel like with everything going on in the U.S., it's easy to turn to the U.S. and be like, oh my gosh, like I'm glad I'm not in the U.S. Like, you know, we're not as bad as that. And I just don't think that's true. I love this point. I love this point. Yes. <laughs> Go off. And I mean, and, and I mean, like, I'm not going to say that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, how can you compare it, really? How can right? you compare you it? Can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, they and, have. And, you know, does, does saying that the U.S. is better than us mean that we don't need to work on our own problems? You know, like, even if that is true, I mean, I, I don't have the factual statistics in front of me to say whether we're better than the states but even if that is the case does that mean we don't need to be addressing our own issues and i just think that 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 we do still yeah i love this point because uh i think in the u.s it's really obvious to a lot of people that there's racism and things like that because it's all over social media and it that the the president makes it very obvious but um 
it's here too and that's that's a problem that again like no one is educated about it i didn't know about indigenous peoples before i came to university so if no one's educated on it they're not going to see it all these things still happen here in canada with indigenous peoples with people of other races and things yeah. like that but and it's just hard like when people, we claim to be like an accepting multicultural society but we reject the, the people who literally were here first who the country was built off <laughs> yeah of. like i just it's because it's just so not seen because it's exactly. not in the media because it's in the media sometimes but not to the extent that black lives matter and things like that is in in the media in the u.s mm-hmm. there's just it's because people just have no idea i it's still here we're not better we're yeah. we're just as bad just not as obvious so yeah yeah and Again, like I said, I think because America's a bigger superpower and much bigger population, like that's why those issues get highlighted more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard to say that we're better. I, I, I like how do you how can you say that? Yeah, right? going along with the uh, when you look at these statistics, like how <laughs> there's so many more statistics. These are just a few that I know. We've and again, in. we're we're just kind of brushing so lightly on the surface here only because we really truly could do like an entire like whole not just one podcast like a whole podcast series on this um but we just we just really wanted to bring light to it and direct to um other resources yeah um going on the um cycle topic there's just one more thing that more than half of the children in care foster care child protective services all these things in canada uh have an indigenous ancestry and that just goes along with the uh, whole cycle of things mm-hmm. if you don't have enough money of course child protective services are going to say you're an inadequate parent and take your children exactly. all these things so yeah it's i think it's a really our topic i think one yeah we are really just uh brushing the surface lightly because i feel I've said this before about my own own courses. I don't think as white people we have the right knowledge or experience to talk too deeply on the subject and preach about it. I've said that exactly. I we're, we're we're really not trying to step on any toes, say that we no. have all the knowledge. We definitely don't. And I've said this before. I love my Indigenous Studies courses, but I love when they're taught by mm-hmm. indigenous peoples yeah. i just they bring a different perspective that no one else can i just i think it's wrong when yeah. and, and, and look again them. like again we're really not trying to speak for anyone we're yeah. just kind of trying to promote the idea of like here are some brushing of the surface kind of facts and points and ideas and now like take this and hopefully you run with it and, and do kind of your own research and start these conversations and yeah. If you don't know about a lot of this, like, like read take like this one article. To learn, know what I mean? Yeah, even if you don't have time, um, read one article. Yeah, so we're, we're really not trying to preach or talk on experience or. Yeah, we have no experience, like none. Um, yeah, I can't even imagine uh, going through all this. It's it really does blow my mind. I think it really shows the resilience and the strength that indigenous peoples have to keep going and uh keep trying to put themselves out there and get rights for themselves i think it's uh and 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 it must just be defeating when you you know not only do you know that the government doesn't care but a lot of people don't because this issue just isn't talked about enough isn't talked about it it doesn't impact them so they're like well i don't care then 
I think, uh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. So my best advice is educate yourselves. You can support Indigenous businesses. There's a lot out there. Yeah. They're they're pretty great if you, uh, you know, support local for your for yeah. Christmas this year. Support and Indigenous. I feel like we're in a space in a world where we have so many resources that like you can really learn anything. Like school and classes and stuff isn't the only way to learn stuff. You know, for sure. Get on your your Wikipedia, your Google, whatever you have. Yeah. Search some things up. I, yeah. The world will benefit from more education on for sure. This for sure, yeah, yeah. So I think that's our our very today. heavy topic for the day. Yeah. So we hope that you guys take this as an opportunity to seek out more information, and you know that's what we're going to be doing too. I mean, I feel like learning and trying to understand is a continuous process. Like you're never going to be like know everything about this topic and Mm -hmm. you know never going to be done learning about it because it's ever changing but um yeah it's it's really important I think to care about issues that don't just directly affect you yeah if you get the chance to take a course in this or even read about it please do it's I think it's a phenomenal yeah uh, topic to educate yourself on for sure (sighs) well thank you for listening to this this hard episode we appreciate uh, it on a lighter note joining. if you uh, have uh topics for my powerpoint please let me know <laughs> dm me yeah and if you have any topic suggestions for our titty chat episode next week or even uh, after uh, that any topic let us know. let us know let us know what you want to talk about yeah yeah well, thanks guys have a good week thank you guys have a good week and we will see you next thursday bye bye